When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. Steve Wilkes, the fall guy, Shanahan said it just wasn't the right fit. Terrible look for him, or do you get it? Uh, well, I get it, but I think it's, I think, okay. So I hate answering questions this way. Cause I think it's such a cop out. I do think in this situation, the way that you phrase it, I think both are actually right. I, I think that I get it, but I also don't think it makes Kyle Shanahan look good. They had the third rated defense in the NFL this season. Okay. To, and they had night, the chiefs had 19 points at the end of regulation does not look good that they fired him. But if you've been listening to the show all year, we've talked about this. Right. There just seemed to be a philosophical difference between Wilkes and Shanahan the entire season. He was moving out of the coach's box onto the sideline. They were talking you know, about their efforts in the playoff games. Their effort in the, the playoffs. Shanahan early in the season flat out blamed Wilkes for one of the games that they lost, just completely aired him out and blamed him for a game. Didn't uh, maximize Chase Young, got run on by the Packers, got run on by the Lions. Ro- you you mentioned this on our Super Bowl podcast. It was not it was not just a horrible game by Romo. It was a typical Romo experience where he had moments of brilliance as a broadcaster, but then moments of complete idiocy where it's, you know, how do you pay a guy like that $18 million a year? He said it. They wasted a timeout. Shanahan had to call a timeout because he hated the defense that Wilkes was in. And then great camera work by CBS. You, they show both guys on the sideline and Shanahan has the play sheet over his mouth. And you can just see the veins in his neck popping because he's livid. He's basically screaming about the defensive look that they had for a play. Yeah. That and covers so, zero play on the Mahomes yeah, run. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it was, I mean, listen, I, People framed it like he got fired because of the Super Bowl. I think he was getting fired if they won the Super Bowl. Uh, so pr- probably. What? Okay, so one more thing on what you just said. I think it's interesting that they did not even give it the euphemistic, they mutually parted ways press release here. Oh, I that, mean, but he was, I mean, he had, he had time on his contract. He was fired after one year. I know. 
And that's maybe like from the contractual thing where he's still going to get paid not to work. Maybe yeah, that's exactly. why it has he's, to he's be. like, no, you, you're going to have to fire me to pay me. Right. But like it makes it when you say fired, you make it sound like the guy did a crappy job and that's why you're getting rid of him and not we just agreed to disagree. I think um, I think Shanahan tried to soft pedal it where it was like when he said it, it was like it just wasn't a good fit. You know, like that that he he didn't talk about the the performance. He talked about the fit between him and Wilkes. And here's the thing. I don't think he deserved to get fired, but there were enough things and their season was supposed to end with hoisting the Lombardi trophy and it didn't. And you said Tomlin runs the Steelers. Shanahan is on that level as a coach, whether we like it, you know, whether Wilkes likes it or not, whether it looks good for public perception, he can take those arrows and no one is going to question it a week from now, because of course, Kyle Shanahan if he doesn't get along with his defensive coordinator or they have a philosophical difference that he didn't think was going to happen upon interviewing. Of course, Kyle Shanahan's going to win that power struggle. By the way, it's interesting. It's interesting. You bring up the Steelers because they're actually the precedent for what happened here in Super Bowl 30. After they lost to the Cowboys, Bill Cower fired his offensive coordinator, Ron Earhart and actually replaced him with Chan Gailey, which, so this is not like something that's happening for the first time ever. I think some people might've kind of, reported it that way it obviously very rarely happens but it has happened in the past um really good job opening though like a, a crazy well, okay. good coordinator opening so, to happen this late in the game there's a ch- I, I i still think and we do a lot of these shows we did yeah, two shows a week and a lot of crazy stuff comes out of my mouth like i think at various points on this podcast this year speaking of the niners I made predictions that Sam Darnold was going to replace Brock Purdy. So I clearly do not shoot a hundred percent or bad a thousand. I picked against the chiefs in every playoff game. So I am, I'm okay, saying that qualifier out of the way, go ahead. I'm saying self-effacing things here because if you remember, even before the Super Bowl, I said when we were doing, when we were talking about the coaches, I made the point. I don't think Steve Wilkes is safe even though they're going to the Super Bowl and Mike Vrabel, it would be a good spot for him to go to San Francisco and be their defensive coordinator for a year. Because if he could get along with Shanahan, it would show that he's not this impossible to work with really rough around the edges kind of, uh, you know, uh, authoritarian, authoritarian, type coach where it's my way or the highway and he can get along with others. And like you said, it is the best for defensive coaches. Spagnolo's not going anywhere. How many other defensive coordinator jobs are better than this one that just became available? I mean, probably none. You're replacing a guy who got fired with a ton of talent and you get an all pro safety back for week one. Yep. You know, it's, it's a, and you, don't have Chase Young, you know. So that it's a it's an incredible. Day. But I think you're crazy. I I think it's I think Brandon Staley makes a lot of sense. He well, that that's the easy that's the easy thing to do. No, I, well, but, but yeah, but he just did something that backfired. Most people hire people they know, and yes, that leads to nepo babies and it makes for bad hiring practices and discriminatory hiring practices and racial inequities and all of those things 
But having said all, I'm not saying it's right, but if Kyle Shanahan feels like he has some egg on his face and how could he not, he's going to hire his buddy. He's going to hire his buddy who's been a head coach, been a successful defensive coordinator, knows the system, and he knows that he can work with him. That's just, I sometimes think the, the most obvious, right? The most obvious answer is the correct one. I think Brandon Staley is going to go there. Uh, tell people that I paid you for our bet. Oh, yeah, that's right. I actually, well, I actually have to forward that money to Nick. Okay. Because well, I don't care about that. So your money just is, is part of a larger donation that's going to our friend Nick Wright. So thank you well, for so I your pay, I, pay, I paid you for the overtime thing. I still think that I shouldn't have had to pay the full amount, but that's okay. Why? Well, the defensive thing never even came out of his mouth, and he didn't even allude to it in a way that you could make you. You made it seem, you're right, you're right, which is why I paid you. But he knew what he was doing. He wasn't, like, confused at the rule. Some of his players were, but he knew what he was doing. That mic'd up segment, and by the way, inside the NFL, not having a host and not being on HBO or Showtime has lost some of the luster in terms of, like, the media space, but they haven't lost anything in terms of the quality of the access that they get from NFL films. You know what? I'm actually happy that you brought that up as a quick aside. I think that show is an excellent show and it's actually gotten even better now that they just got rid of like some of the stuffy people that used to host it. And it's just, it's Ryan Clark, Jay Cutler, Chad Ochocinco and Channing Crowder. Who's got an opinion on everything. I am stunned that that show with that collection of people with the NFL films audio that they get, that that does not have a bigger platform. How is it on the CW? I, and I don't even know what time it's on. I only see the clips on uh, social media. And by the way, uh, off of that, come on. They don't have the Kelsey audio from Andy Reid. What are they doing? Oh, I know. I know. Kelsey's I know. mic'd up with Taylor Swift after the game. They don't want us to hear that. Something got, And he was mic'd up. He was, uh, he was a part of the overtime kickoff thing. That's um, what I mean. Something got said there that they don't want us to hear. I don't know what it is. They're they protecting think it's gonna, Kelsey. He was cursing. They They're think well, him. not just cursing. I'm not saying he said like something that's like beyond the pale, but I think it's just the rage that went into it. The way I bet they feel like the way that it sounds is going to make him look really, really bad, and they don't want that Unlikeable. out there. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I agree completely. Um, it was so cool though to have that moment. To have Shanahan tell Fred Warner, we want the ball. To have Mahomes and Reed reiterating it. To have them run out there. To see Mahomes be surprised. His facial expression was awesome. We didn't really get that on the game broadcast. Right. By Warner taking the ball, he's clearly surprised. Running back. They want the ball. They wanted the ball. Having Dave Tobe tell his special teams unit, this is what we wanted if we would have won the toss, like on the, on the kick part of it. Use check saying, hey, did you know if we score a touchdown, it's not over? It, it was just, it was incredible. And I, I keep going back to like, we have it. We have the technology. 
we have the access. And if people are NASCAR fans or F1 fans, and I am neither, but they, you can, during the race, they listen in to the driver talking to the crew pit. Occasionally, a golfer will give permission to listen in to the golfer and the caddy talking about the shot. And it's not just picked up by the boom mic or a golfer will put in AirPods. Yeah, I've and seen as they're that. walking up to their shot, they'll talk about their drive and they'll talk about what their approach is going to be. Like, we're so close. We're so close to being re- like breaking through and realizing. We've seen baseball players turn double plays while talking to the broadcast, make diving catches in the outfield while being interviewed. These guys are so good at their job that we can we can take the broadcast to the next level. CBS should have had some of that. Like in 10 years, the Super Bowl broadcast, that exact same thing happens. We will hear from the parties during the broadcast. I guarantee it. It's just, it's too good. It's too good. They've got to, they've got to figure out a way to get the people on board. Have the players and opt in. You don't have to do it. It's not mandatory. But if you want to do it, it'll be you'll be promoted on our social media channels. It'll help grow your personality. We will not air curse words. We will not give away proprietary things. But we are going to push the envelope on access to tell the best story for our audience. It's an entertainment product. Yeah, I just feel like the coaches and players will be so uh, adamant against that because they won't want what will then be the immediate uh, reaction after the game where they're getting questioned about what they said by reporters and things like that. Like that there's, you know, now in the locker room, Hey, we saw you on CBS and this is what you said about your decision and, you know, expand on that. I don't know. I feel like the reason why I bring that up is because like the quarterbacks wouldn't even do the Peyton Manning thing this year. I know. You know, like, know. and that was, and, the, and that was, football thought, might be the last one to do it, but it, every baseball team should have it for this year. Every single one. 